Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. This is part two of our Hustler slash Color of Money catch-up episode. So if you haven't listened to part one featuring the Hustler, you may want to go and check that out first. Welcome to the catch-up. Every so often, we pick a movie everybody has seen but one of us, watch it, and finally catch up. I'm John Nelson. And I'm John Longino. For those of you who maybe missed the first part of this, this is an experiment that Longino are trying uh, out of the boredom of quarantine. We are not watching this movie to see if it holds up, per se, because the thing is, I love this movie. I remember much about it. It's really a cheat for me to bring this on the holdup, so we're sort of creating this sub-genre of our podcast called The Catch-Up, where I am trying to catch up Longino on movies that he hasn't seen. Hopefully oh, yeah. he will do the same for me. Uh, it's it's like. not unlike, you know, our other specials. Like, this is an off-brand. We've got the grab bag is like a special. <laughs> now we're adding to that a yeah. new item on the menu, ketchups. We're much like Kevin Smith. We're going to have our own Smodcast <laughs> network, but it's all going to split and diversify from the holdup. The holdup universe. The holdup Marvel universe. Uh, so if you enjoy this experiment, throw us an email at holduppodcast.gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. It's time for Martin Scorsese's The Color of Money as we catch John Longino up on the Hustler universe. I'm ready to shoot my shot. Let's go. <laughs> Eight ball corner pocket. I got it. Suicide bathroom. Calling it. <laughs> hey, yo. Got it. Suicide bathroom. Please explain this term. Watch it. No, I'm saying like, like in The Hustler, he's calling all the shots. So I thought it'd be funny if it's like. Ah. Suicide, bathroom, side bathroom, God. Uh, bro broken man, parlor. <laughs> well, you never can tell, right? Because, I mean, most people, the code is, hey, second verse, same as the first. But uh, this is Martin Scorsese we're talking about, and he doesn't like playing by the rules. So I guess before we launch into anything, I should say, hey, John Longino, what do you think the color of money will be like tonight? That's an excellent question. Well, I, I know the color of the hustler, and that is sadness. So <laughs> I think my big question is sort of tonally if it's going to kind of stay the same. I, I uh, mm. you know, first and foremost, I, I adored the hustler. I thought it was fantastic. And so that actually made me excited to see this movie. So were I in like completely in the dark, which I pretty much am, let's say I was a fan of the hustler and this film was coming out today. I think the expectations I would have of it would be um, ideally to be sort of tonally similar. Right. So, to, so to me, what I loved about the Hustler was it it, it sort of masqueraded as like a, a billiards uh, pool hall sports movie, but in fact was like this drama. Right. Uh, uh, this sort of life sucks verite <laughs> right. drama of suicide and sadness. And so I, that was really surprising. So uh, for a sequel, you know, you kind of can't pull that trick again, like, I guess. But I, I hope that it really, um, really the strengths of the first one was all character. It was a great character film. Right. Really a good study of those characters. So I, I am hopeful in a sequel that, that, that it'll be a character focused movie. Like, to me, the most disappointing thing will will be if Color of Money is what I thought the Hustler was going to be. Where it's <laughs> right. like it's like just a sports like pool movie where it's like we got to beat you know the Russian pool player that just came in. Or whatever. <laughs> right. Uh, right. That's that's what I'm afraid of. But it's also it's Martin Scorsese. So right. um, how bad could it be? Like he's a good director. 
Well, uh, the thing is, I wish I could assuage your fears or confirm your fears, but again, that would be no fun, so I'm just going to let you uh, linger in this limbo of doubt uh, until we start watching it. Uh, I can say, I will confirm to a certain degree, uh, they do the same thing in The Color of Money that they did in The Hustler, which is it's ostensibly a movie about this, but it turns out to be a movie like this. Now, it's not Certainly. the same as The Hustler because okay. I think they realize, well, we can't pull that exact trick again because who wants that again? But I, I do think tonally somebody was like, well, The Hustler was a certain type of film. We have to sort of honor that. Right. To kind know. of to pay it uh, respects. <laughs> right. Um, in terms of what the plot of The Color of Money is going to be, really all I know about it is I, I know that Paul Newman reprises his character from The Hustler, and this is now, he's older, it's like 20 years later, and I know that Tom Cruise is in it. Right. Also, as a pool player, <laughs> I, I have to assume there's some kind of mentorship or, or like, I'll show you the ropes kid kind of thing going on. Seems seems pretty. Yeah, I can clear. confirm that. That's I yeah. mean, that's it's um, it seems perfectly in keeping with it. Right. Like Tom Cruise is a young pool player. Right. And for whatever reason, Eddie Felsen adopts him. Makes Certainly. sense. Yeah. But in terms of like what the actual plot of the movie is, I mean, my bad guess would be similar to my bad guess for the hustle where it's <laughs> like they have to enter a pool tournament and win all the money. Uh, tonally, I'm sort of somewhat expecting as a film of the 80s to have a different vibe like. The uh, the hustlers to me felt like this sort of beatnik Jack Kerouac thing going on, like jazz playing in the background and blues right. and that yeah. kind of thing. Okay, um, so I'm thinking that that '80s uh, color of money will be. I don't know. Here's the problem: every movie in the '80s had the same tone, or most of them did, <laughs> which is like, and it's it's telling that it's literally called the color of money, <laughs> right? Because boy, was the '80s about money. Like, yeah, that's, not that's, like now. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, not at all. Um, but yeah, it's like you know, it's like even the greatest movies, like Back to the Future, have this like, hey, we upgraded to a mansion and a car, and yeah, right. you know, it's, it's all like, about money and and respect and yeah. position in society, and yeah. So, so if we're lucky, you know, maybe it's some kind of reversal on that, where like money does the color of money is is sadness and it doesn't buy you <laughs> happiness. And, well, and it's or the color of money is blood because your girlfriend <laughs> slit her wrists all over the millions you just want or whatever you know. Well, like, it is Scorsese. That's the thing yeah. is, I mean, he's known for just sort of impulsive violence. Uh, so you never know with a Scorsese film. There's always the chance that someone could just take the pool cue and instead of hit the winning shot, they may just like poke you know Felson in the eye and <laughs> that's the end of the movie. Um, yeah, but I would I would think that would be tonally a little out there. You know, I, right. I don't think this is a gangster movie. By any, any stretch. Aren't all of his movies gangster movies? Even yeah. the romantic comedies. <laughs> yeah, I th- is this the first Scorsese film we've done? I can't. Remember, I mean, it would have to be, I would think. Right? I mean, we don't, you know, we don't do a lot of checking to see if Scorsese's good. Like, it's true. Uh, you know, maybe not every movie he has is is as good as all of them, but but like, I don't I don't see that he's a director that would have come on the hold up really in any capacity. Right. Well, because the interesting thing is, I love Scorsese. He's like easily in my top ten set of directors, and I really like this movie. I enjoy this movie. I wouldn't like be showing it to you if I didn't think there's a possibility you wouldn't enjoy it as well. But this is 
maybe in my top 10 of Scorsese movies, but it's definitely not like my top five of Scorsese. I mean, it says a lot that like, hey, he's done all these movies and The Color of Money, which is still good, but not, you know, Raging Bull. <laughs> Certainly. That's also very much in keeping with my expectations. I mean, as someone who is very into cinema, there is a whole lot of Scorsese movies that I have been told like yes this you need to see this movie the color of money is not one of them like I've, right. I've never been in a film class and someone said oh my god what do you mean you haven't seen the color of money so so <laughs> right. i i'm honestly expecting somewhere in the like aviator range of quality like like not bad by all means entertaining in a well-made film he's a great director well acted but not you know i'm not expecting like goodfellas or raging bull or you know something <laughs> right. like that but even scorsese like hum scorsese is still quite good oh yeah I, I will watch anything scorsese makes i in fact i just bought his like criterion discs of short films that he made while he was in college or whatever so i i anything he makes i'm like well that's worth a watch uh, i will say in terms of my expectations i'm also i don't really have any evidence other than like logical de- but my assessment is I will likely prefer The Hustler or think it's a better movie. Um, and that's really only based on uh, I've never heard The Color of Money listed in a list of like greatest sequels ever or anything right. like that. By, by default, a sequel is almost always lesser than the original like right uh, you know at, for sure you, usually at least like a good imitation and nostalgic sort of remembrance of what was great about the first one right so i i think the only x factor this has that might tip it the other way is the time it's mm. not like this came out two years later or something this is like decades later so that could give it a quality in the story that that sends it down a different road or gives it a reason to exist Beyond right. like, hey, wasn't the hustler great? You know? <laughs> well, the uh, the interesting thing is, I I mean, maybe this is a spoiler, but I doubt it. I would kind of say that that is my feeling about Color of Money, which is I like the Hustler a lot. The Hustler is a is a wonderful movie, I think. And Color of Money is like, oh yeah, that's a good movie. But it's like if I was comparing the two, I'd be like, well, Hustler's better. So. You know, and it would be very interesting to me if you came out as like, oh, man, the hustler is great. But have you seen Color of Money, y'all? So that I I am not expecting Color of Money to jump out and be like, oh, my God, this is the one. However, the interesting thing, one of the things I like about Color of Money is that even though it is a sequel, I can't remember, honestly, if I saw The Hustler first or Color of Money first. I think I may have seen Color of Money first and been like, oh, wow, this is interesting. I guess I should watch The Hustler. I mean, I don't remember for certain, but I can see myself doing that. The Color of Money is a fine movie on its own. It doesn't rely on you having seen The Hustler. And if you've seen The Hustler, then you sort of know his tragic backstory that they allude to, but they never sort of come out and say, oh, I loved and lost and yeah, she killed herself. And oh, boy, did I feel real bad about that. Ugh. Um, and there's very little other connection to the old days. There's no George C. Scott. There's no Minnesota Fats. It's a whole different, you know, it's 20, 30 years later. It's a whole different world. Sure. Well, and the first movie is kind of a skull, a small scope movie anyway. It's, it's not right. like, you know, there's like this vast cast to pull from like right and a lot of the the interesting things that scorsese does with the color of money is that it is more of the sports movie that you would think it is there's a lot more pool involved 
um, to my remembrance. Although I, I actually remember there being more pool in the Hustler than there was. There's actually not a lot of pool in the Hustler, which yeah. is funny. I mean, there's this whole like setup in the beginning. There's a little bit sporadically throughout, and then there's the end, which is sort of a really truncated like yes. tournament. Well, it's like which, when they decide to do it, they really go for it. But yes, it is not wall to wall, you know, shooting pool. Yeah, uh, is this is color money like? Tom Cruise is dusting off his cocktail chops and just doing, you know, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, like crazy shots or... Okay, I forget when this came out. This probably is before Cocktail. I think, actually, this is before Top Gun. Okay. So Tom Cruise was not Tom Cruise. He was just that handsome fella from, you know, the Outsiders and Risky Business and stuff. So, which we've done, and, you know, we did do uh, Top Gun on the holdup. Yes, and that, but that was that was the Tom Cruise. Here's the movie star Tom Cruise. So he's very much in movie star mode at this point. He's not the later like I want to risk my life and you know <laughs> and show the world how uh, real I am or whatever. <laughs> right. Although uh, much like Paul Newman in The Hustler, I do believe that he also learned all of his own shooting. And there's very few. I, I mean, in The Hustler, there's obviously like stunt hands to do all these trick shots. But when they have like the widescreen shots and it's obviously like Paul Newman doing the shot or, you know, uh, Jackie Gleason, very much the same way. Tom Cruise also had to learn how to play and do some tricky shots. Uh, and I guess there's only one shot, like one super trick shot that he didn't do that Scorsese has maintained. Well, he could have learned it. It would have taken two days to get it right. right. We didn't have that kind of time. Um, but Scorsese kind of backed up that like, oh, yeah, he did most of his own shoot. It's all good. He, so. he certainly strikes me as somebody that would learn to do it really cool. I mean, yeah, surprise, surprise, a guy that climbs the side of a building and risks his life for a film could probably pick up a pole cue and, and get pretty good. Right. Well, the interesting thing is, too, he's he's. Tom Cruise sort of playing Tom Cruise again, but like big, like happy, arrogant, like can't be brought down Tom Cruise. He's like really on crack or something in this movie. He's super like he's he's supposed to be likable. And I think they were sort of playing off of his, um, oh, no. you know, his charisma. <laughs> I, it's it's fine. It works its way into the plot. It's all it's all good. It's one of my favorite turns of Tom Cruise because it's already him sort of understanding his place in the universe i guess it's sort of like people think this of me and i'm gonna use that if i can um that said one of the things i also like is that he's kind of a dummy and there's they don't pull the punch of like oh no he's really super smart on the inside it's like no he's a dummy but he's lovable (laughs) you know um one of the thing i feel like i should spit out before i forget it there is a plethora of people that you will recognize uh in this movie doing their early some of their earliest work oh wow Um, John Turturro is in this movie. Mary Elizabeth Master Antonio, hopefully I'm saying that right, and Forrest Whitaker is in it briefly. Oh, okay, sure. Um, yeah, there's a lot of like people in there that are that are incredibly recognizable. The screenplay was written by Richard Price, who you may remember as the guy who wrote the TV show The Outsider, the Stephen King adaptation. Oh, okay. The the one that just released last year. Yes. So he's or was, still. Or was that this year? Actually, I don't know. Time is a flat circle. Yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> the difference between early this year and mid this year is uh, <laughs> quite a difference. But I, I think I, it was earlier this year. Yeah, I think it was like near the beginning of this year. Also known as like a million years ago. A million years ago. Yeah. Um, Richard Price, famous author. He worked on The Wire. He did the book and the movie Clockers. Yeah. He's just had an incredibly prolific career. Yeah, I mean, I, again, I don't want to, like, 
take us too far down the path because I'm afraid of giving away spoilers. So is there any, any other questions you have about The Color of Money before we start uh, peeling off? Not really. I'm, I'm ready to see this thing. I, I am excited to see it. Like, I was truly surprised by Hustler, even, even with high expectations of like, oh, this is a great movie. It really was a fantastic movie. And so yeah. what I'm going into The Color of Money for is not... I. I think a fantastic, like unbelievable movie is probably a little too much to ask of a sequel film. But as long as it's really good, you know, I'm happy to put another, uh, you know, feather in Martin Scorsese's cap. <laughs> another movie that I, Tom Cruise, when he's working, can be great. That's not all the time, but I would love to add another, you know, thing on the positive pile for him. Yep. And Paul Newman's great. So yeah. I, 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 honestly, if I had one thought, I don't see a universe where Paul Newman is not like the best thing in the movie. Well, that, I can give you a spoiler. He did get an Academy Award for Eddie Felsen in this movie, yeah. which a lot of people believe was actually <laughs> because he didn't get an Academy Award right. for his first time around. So It's like, you here know. you go. 20 years later, here you yeah. go, pal. Hustler's a good movie. Take it as you will, but that, that indeed did happen. Okay, well, let's go watch The Color of Money, shall we? Let's do it. Break. Paul Newman, Tom Cruise, in a Martin Scorsese picture. He's got the eye, he's got the stroke, he's got the flake. Vincent's the best. We got a racehorse here, a thoroughbred. You make him feel good, I teach him how to run. I'm not your daddy, I'm not your boyfriend, so don't be playing games with me. I'm your partner. Lost money. I got half of me that says I got a hold of the best thing that I ever seen, and half of me that says it just ain't worth it. Why'd you take a walk? 500 bucks says you choked right now. You used me! Yes, I did. I'm gonna leave. This is Fast Eddie Felson. Who the hell are you? 25 years ago, I won my share of medals. But it was over for me before it really got started. Hungry again. See some heavy legend action. I won his best game. You want my game? You couldn't deal with my game, Jack. You're outmanned. I'm gonna beat him, you know. What makes you so sure? Touchstone Pictures presents. You smell what I smell? Smoke? Money. The color of money. Back from the pool hall. What is it? Chunkies. <laughs> I forget the name of Chunkies, the... Chunkies. Chotskies. Uh, yeah, I forget the name of the pool hall we're uh, back from. First impressions, Mr. Longineau. Very interesting movie. Uh, I'm still sort of processing the last, like, maybe couple of scenes of it. Right. This always kind of happens when we watch any of these movies, but we're always like the last of the movie is the f the last thing we saw. Right. And the first thing I suddenly want to talk about. Right. Is the um, ending. Well, I think yeah, also yeah. because I can tell you now and I didn't want to spoil it before because that sort of sets you up. But I the first time I saw this movie, I did not like the ending. I was and right. So I anticipated that you would come out of it being like, huh? Which I think you did. I definitely think, I mean, you, the thing about watching uh, and you being in, not in the room with me, but virtually <laughs> with me, you got to hear all my reactions. And I think I made that exact sound. I went, huh? Okay. I kind of went, uh, okay. You know, sort of. Um, and, and 
for I mean before before I we delve into the ending, sort of just a sort of overall. I think overall I I liked the movie. Uh, um, I would say a fair bit. Okay, I wouldn't say it was like utter adoration or, right. or like oh my god the greatest movie ever. But it pretty much in line with what we sort of talked about before we started watching it. I would say it pretty much matched those expectations. I right. thought it was a, a well done movie. Obviously well shot. Obviously well acted. And overall, pretty cool. And there, there was actually some ways in which it sort of uh, surprised me, right? Or at least kind of went away from what I thought it was going to be. Sure. One of those ways was the ending, and I, I, you know, I'm not sure. It's not like I strongly disliked it or anything. I, I'm actually kind of fine with ambiguous or sort of like unfinished endings of a movie, right? But really, I, what I was impressed with and what I wasn't ready for was sort of like. I was worried that Paul Newman as a character was going to sort of take a back seat right to to a movie about Tom Cruise right which is sort of the trick I was alluding to which is yeah. like it seems to be a movie about setting up Tom Cruise and like right. teaching him how to hustle and then it turns out oh this is a movie about getting Fast Eddie sort of back up on his feet again right right when he exactly. doesn't even know he's on his ass yes. kind of I, which I was that so that is a way in which it sort of surprised me. It's, yeah. it's it, there was a lot of ways in which I was sort of looking for not a by the book or, or stereotypical way, but just a sort of based on what the way it was setting itself up, right? Kind of thing. It's like you know, it's like if you go see Creed, <laughs> you, you, you understand and expect like, okay, this is a film about Creed, and yes, I have a history with Rocky Balboa, but he's not the protagonist of this film. He's a mentor, and Adonis Creed is obviously the main character and protagonist, right? And you know, and then it's like you go would go see that film, and then by the end of the movie, Rocky's like lacing up, be like, <laughs> okay, Adonis, you and me, let's do this thing, and you'd be like, huh, what, <laughs> like. <laughs> So that I was sort of pleasantly surprised by, but but in a good way because in the in the initial part of the movie, I'd say the first third, right? I I, I found Tom Cruise to be kind of a smug asshole, right? And yes. I was not really emotionally like rooting for him or with him, and I actually I was not irritated, but sort of like, oh man, this movie wants me to like this guy. I do not like this guy. And then sort of by the end of the movie or, or towards the end, I, then it dawned on me like, oh, <laughs> this is still Paul Newman's movie. <laughs> right. Like, right. Like this is this is a, still about his character. Uh, yes, Tom Cruise is important to the movie, but he is not the protagonist of this film. Uh, uh, Paul Newman is still. Right. And, it's, and it's amazing how the movie, I mean, you can go... Uh, two thirds into the movie, and still, uh, you know, look at it as Tom Cruise. I mean, they set it up very well, like, you know, the the beats and who's who's the guy who's learning something here because Fast Eddie's sort of teaching him the ropes. And then there's this weird sort of reversal where Tom Cruise, unlike in other movies, like every other movie, it's like I'm going to do things my way, and Fast Eddie would be like, No, you're going to do things my way. And then they would reach a detente where like, Ah, uh, you do things sort of your way, and with a little bit of my strategy, you're going to become a brand new hybrid of something. Whereas in this movie, sort of Tom Cruise refuses to learn, and then uh, Fast Eddie becomes like disenchanted with it, and then says, Well, fuck it, I'm going to go on my own. And then he starts getting his balls back, and the second he starts like trying again, he gets hustled 
by Forrest Whitaker. Right. And that just knocks the tar out of him. He just like... It was actually... It was a very familiar scene. Right. you see that scene in The Hustler, like half the damn movie, <laughs> him just like addicted to gambling, being like, I have one more game, I got, I'm going to get him. Right. And, and them always being like, oh my God, you just don't know when to walk away. Like, you're losing. And you're, right. You're a loser. And yes. And, and, and that was the scene that sort of most evoked the, the Hustler. And you're like, oh, right. This is yes. still Fast it's Eddie. A, okay. He still has this problem. Yes. Like, okay. This and th- is the same man. And then for like a half hour, it's just him like going back and kind of, you know, it sort of recreates the Hustler where he's like going back into the pool hall and slowly working his way back up to actual pool games and then showing him hustling people and slowly getting his balls back again. And then he goes to Atlantic City and he's all full of piss and vinegar. And then as John Longino sort of figured out before they hit Atlantic City, he's like, oh, he and Tom Cruise are going to go head to head. Right. And I was like, uh-huh. <laughs> Uh-huh. And then, yeah, it definitely it definitely sort of gleaned on me. I was like, oh, okay, this is like a versus movie, not right? So much a mentor and 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 student movie. But the great I mean, it, thing, it, it is, it is, but like, you know, yeah. And and even at the end of the movie, when you think, oh, it's like you know, it's kind of like Rocky Five, where the student has become the bad guy. It's just like, well, they, <laughs> well, two things happen that's kind of great. He goes into competition with his ex student, which is uh, uh, John Turturro, who is kind of just a dick who's hanging around at the beginning that he's like uh given money to to lose it uh, pool games basically and he <laughs> takes right. him out pretty quick and tom cruise takes out his nemesis from earlier in the movie this dude that he's you know initially having to lose to but then can't help himself and wins to and then comes back at the end and kicks the shit out of him for fun and then it comes to eddie felson and vincent and you know they set it up and it's like oh my god the the clash of titans and then you see vincent lose and he and he just and he seems so pissed about it and he's just like oh fuck and you know you're like oh man Eddie Felson's finally back and he he beat Vince and then Felson is like he's calm he's collected and then he's like walking down the hall in Atlantic City and he just takes like one second act like goes outside and then goes yes and then comes back in yeah, he's all like cool. celebrating like by himself you know doesn't want people to hear him cheering. He's so happy that he beat him. Well, because they've set up in this movie that Tom Cruise is unbeatable. This kid Vincent is just like, he only loses when he wants to lose. And the, and the whole thing is, he has trouble losing because it's just so easy for him. And the whole thing that uh, Paul Newman is trying to teach him is like, hey man, if you lose the right way, then you convince people that you're weak and then you can take them for all their money. I'm teaching you how to hustle. And it's really tough for Vincent to learn how to hustle. And then at the end, you know, Fast Eddie's like, oh man, I beat the unbeatable guy. And then Tom Cruise comes to his hotel room and says, here's your cut. And Felson's like, what do you mean? And, you know, uh, Tom Cruise hands him an envelope full of money and says, I dumped it. I bet on you to win. And so I dumped it. <laughs> yeah. And, That was also like a very unexpected gut punch for me. Like I was, you know, I was, I I was certainly surprised that he beat uh, Tom Cruise in the match, Mm -hmm. and I was like, wow, that I didn't really see that coming. And then um, for him, it was really that celebration scene. Right. Where I was like, yeah, fast Eddie, like you did it. And then to have this, like, yeah, threw it. Here's (laughs) thousands of dollars, And, and 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 this irony of like he's now doing the lesson he was like begging him to do earlier right like that's the whole thing the whole movie he's like you need to throw it and you'll make money and he's like no no i'm the best i'm the best i'm the best and and now in this like dripping irony he has learned this lesson when he's facing off against paul newman right and, and Paul Newman once again gets hustled. Balls. That's the great thing. He's like he's been hustled yes. twice now yes. in this movie. And the thing that I didn't, you know, and then at the end of the movie, 
Paul Newman basically says, uh, you know, he's in like a private room. There's nobody watching. So it's just for him and uh, Vince. And he's like, you know, fuck all that. I want your real game. Because part of the reason you kind of gather that uh, that Tom Cruise like made such a big deal of like, here's your cut, is that he's like really trying to stick a knife in him like you left us you abandoned us on the road and now i'm sort of sticking it to you because you thought you knew everything and here i am and so there's this like weird (laughs) kind of tension between them and then uh fast eddie's like no i want your real game and i'm gonna you know i'm gonna beat you and then tom cruise is like and if you don't and then fells is like then i'll beat you again later if i'll beat you now i beat you later i don't care it don't matter to Jesus. <laughs> and then he start, and then the last thing he he's does, he's literally like, "I'm back, baby," right? And then he says, like that, "I'm yeah. back," and then cracks the you know the yeah. the pool, and that's it. And it just like ends. It's like you think you're about to see them face off for real, and then it just ends. He hit you know he hits the break, and that's the movie. And I hated that when I was when I saw it initially. I remember very uh, vividly being like, "What the fuck? I want to see the real thing now." And then. Sure. Since then, I've seen it, you know, several times since then, and I've grown to really appreciate that, like, eh, you don't need to see it. It doesn't matter. What if he wins? What if he loses? Who gives a shit? Well, here's my take on it, and this is why I didn't, I I was reluctant to say I disliked the ending. I think, really what I was stating was I need to sort of process it. Well, I think it takes Uh, a minute, because it's not a traditional ending. So what's interesting is sitting here talking to you about it, and and I've had now, you know, a few minutes to kind of sit with it and reflect on it. Because because this is what I did like about the movie. Overall, the 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 theme of his character is like uh, be Fast Eddie right. and his kind of moral compass and his his character. And I don't mean character like his his the 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 guy in the movie. I the mean literally. Right. There, there's literally a line from the woman whose girlfriend is a generous term, but like. <laughs> Let's call it his, you know, side lady that he likes to bang in hotel rooms and, and at her <laughs> well, house there's, every Well, there's there's more or less the hint that they're staying together yeah. at the end. Right. It seems like they could be boyfriend girlfriend. Like right. it, it seems a thing. She has this interesting line when he return. He like Tom Cruise comes up and gives him these thousands of dollars. I threw it. Ha ha ha. Here's your cut. Hey man. And he leaves the room, and then she literally was like, "What an asshole!" It was like basically. <laughs> And I was like, yes, I've been feeling this way the whole movie. Like, oh, I'm glad I'm not alone. And then um, what's interesting is he, now having learned he threw the, the game, uh, goes down to the tournament. It seems like the literally the only reason he entered that tournament was to beat Tom Cruise. Like, right. That seems like that's his goal. That is, He's now robbed of it. He doesn't give two shits about the tournament anymore. Right. He forfeits his game. Walks over, hands them the like eight grand that they gave him. Yeah, his cut. Basically, being like, I don't want any part of this. And then uh, uh, his his girlfriend, in quotes, said, I think an incredibly important line in the movie where she says, "You know what? Uh, you might not think this about me, but I actually really like men of character." Yeah, I'm a big fan of men with character. Big fan of men of character. And she's like basically congratulating him for returning this money, right? Being, being like, "You're better than this." Yes. And so what's interesting is like. Two seconds after she says that, Carmen wa- like waltzes back with the money, and and then he's like, "I want to beat Tom Cruise. I want to beat him. I want to beat him. I, I got to take on Vince." They go to this pool hall. He's just like addicted now, and then he's like, "If I'm not beating you here, I'm beating you here, and I'm beating you here, and I'm back." Ha! And and the my initial sort of like reaction to that scene is like oh is this like some triumph like like he wins which to me is the complete opposite of the hustler 
the hustler is not about being the best pool player ever. It's <laughs> right. about like you ruined a woman's life right. and none of this matters. Yes. And, and so what's interesting is he sort of has like a reverse arc. I actually think upon reflection that the ending of The Color of Money is almost tragic. Like it, it's not <laughs> like, yeah, let's go, you know, hit Aerosmith, like <laughs> metal, you know, right. sign up in the air. We did it, baby. It's like this ironic, like he's back to w- what he got out of. Right. Like, yes. like, the, like the story of the hustler is he's a hustler. He falls in love with a woman, won't give up his hustling ways for her. She commits suicide. He now sees that this is all meaningless and basically becomes a better person. It's just like, I don't even, I'll come beat you, you know, fats. I don't even care. Right. This, this is all worthless. Like we, a woman died. Like, what are we doing here? And so what's interesting, he's like given up the game for 20 years. So the, the arc of the color of money, as far as I can see is like his waltz back into depravity. I mean, it's, <laughs> it, it's not even like, so what's interesting in, in mentoring Tom Cruise, what he is clearly actually doing is just getting his thrills like through surrogacy. Right. Like it's not actually, he doesn't actually care if that guy's good or not. It's like he, he hears them hustling gets like a heroin addict that like <laughs> suddenly sees the needle again after 20 years. <laughs> right. It's like, Oh shit, I need a taste of that. And then he thinks it's okay if he doesn't actually play himself, but he sort of like pep talks them. Right. Well, he sort and, of also assumes the George C. Scott role. So he sort of thinks that he's yes, like, yes. I'm in the driver's seat. The people who fucked me were in the right. driver's seat. So now I get, I'm in the driver's seat. Yeah. And, and it actually really helps to see these movies back to back, like very close to each other, because in his brain, he must be like, well, George C. Scott took 75 percent. So I'll be generous and I'll <laughs> take 60 percent, which is right. obviously still terrible. Like he's doing he's like clearly using the kid. Right. And to me, that him and Carmen, it's a really interesting dynamic between them because it's sort of reverse. Like in The Hustler, uh, he and George C. Scott are the scumbags. <laughs> right. And then, and then Piper Laurie is sort of like actually the good person who's just kind of lost and being used. Right. And what's interesting is to start, it's like him and in this movie, Fast Eddie and Carmen are the users. Right. The hustlers. And they're both hustlers. They're the, they're the hustlers. And Vince is like the babe in the woods who is being used by both of them. Right. They're, they're, there's like a really interesting scene with Carmen where she talks about how she met him. And it basically confesses to Fast Eddie that like she was part of a robbery. Yeah, like, robbing his mom's apartment or <laughs> his whatever. His mom's apartment. He doesn't seem to like even know this. Yes, because he's kind of dumb is the whole right. Like, and setup. she's like, she's literally wearing his mother's jewelry <laughs> and has told him like, oh, yeah, I just have a piece that looks the same. So it's like, I think that's super important because it, it's making it clear like she is is corrupted. Like right. she, she is not. And, and uh, another interesting thing, this is another way I was wrong, is there's so much like dripping sexual tension between Carmen and Fast Eddie. Literally like three scenes in the movie, he, he goes into their hotel room and she's half naked just staring at him. And right. So I was like, everything about the movie had me just convinced, like 100% convinced that Fast Eddie was going to sleep with Carmen 
and that Tom Cruise, Vince would be like livid about this, and that would spurn their rivalry or something. Oh, uh, okay. And the circle because, would close because yeah. now he's become George C. Scott. <laughs> Well, because that's somehow that's like the stereotypical version of the movie, right? right. Like, oh, yes. a love triangle, and we're you know this woman came between two friends or whatever, and like, and so I was I was so sure that that was what was going to happen. I literally turned to John in the movie. And I was like, I would talk about a bet. I'd bet my bank account. I bet everything. Like they are <laughs> fucking. Yeah, I'm convinced, and it never happened. <laughs> and it and never I was, happened. Yeah, I was very humbly just like, oh wow, it's another way that like the movie has that tension that these two are, are sort of the hustlers and there's a sexual chemistry between them and rather than actually paying it off it's just sort of like there's a scene where he sort of attacks her like you know in a really questionable <laughs> the way are up against the wall yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, uh paul newman is like basically like what the fuck are you doing here or like this is our meal ticket this guy right why don't try to fuck me like we're that's gonna ruin the plan here don't right. ever do that and then they never did again. And I was like really <laughs> surprised by that. Yeah. I mean, there was a lot of like, uh, again, I think this movie is not as good as The Hustler, but I mean, it's it, as its own kind of a movie. And I think you can see now where it's like you don't need The Hustler to understand this movie and, and have a full arc in the movie. He, he, I think you get a better arc. I agree. I think, yes, it's obviously not required viewing. Someone could see The Color of Money and they'd like it just fine. But I, I think it's enriched by its previous movie and for sure if but, you know where fast eddie has been you right. can sort of you can honestly be more sad about where he goes at least i am right like, to end this movie i'm back baby it's just like <laughs> oh no fast oh, eddie no, like, fast eddie, no. Like, no what, like what are you doing man like yeah i'm a little more hopeful because it's a different version of the fast eddie we've seen because the fast eddie we saw way back in the beginning was a hustler he was sort of like that he got that arrogance to him and, you know, this time he's playing by different rules, I guess. It, you know, at the end, he's not using his lady friend. She's actually, you know, a partner. Um, I don't know. I feel like it's maybe maybe this is the way I read it. When she literally says, I like men of integrity. And five minutes later, he's on back. <laughs> I, I, I feel like 10 minutes after that, like they're done. Right. I feel like maybe they're tender and nice in that moment. And she, that's what she wants. She doesn't want the hustler who's selling her liquor she wants the man she clearly has affection for maybe even loves right and has respect for and then he, she doesn't want him on the road shooting pool looking to, <laughs> to beat tom that's, cruise that's true i i don't feel like they're going anywhere good at all after no this. that's probably you're probably right with that one but see that's part of the thing that i like about the color of money in and of itself if you saw this divorced of the hustler it still is undermining tropes it's still kind of definitely, playing definitely. with expectation quite a bit which i really i mean even if it's you know a, an inferior version of the hustler it's still like well this is still saying something which is really difficult for this kind of material so yeah I, I, it's it's not a perfect movie it's got its flaws but i really i every time i watch it i'm just really impressed with like the the little twists and the nuances and the way mm -hmm. that the characters go so to me it's like well it's definitely a worthy successor it may not be better but it's definitely like it deserves to be in the game because it's you know it's just so thoughtful and it's like it's obviously like scorsese really put some thought into how he wanted this to look because he's always kind of 
pulling the rug out from under you and what and not in huge ways there's not like huge twists but it's like even like forrest whitaker's character forrest whitaker pops up for like four minutes and he's just yes. a just a kid playing pool and, and he seems like half out of his mind because he's talking about like i volunteered to be part of an experiment you know and forrest but he's Whitaker's, like he is hustling That's right like and, the and then it, yeah and then it turns out he's yeah. just hustling uh yeah. paul newman did you catch on that he was a hustler right away because uh, I didn't the first like, time I saw no, it. No, no, not immediately. It's just, you know, he seemed as as nice as he was. I mean, once once he won him, like, about when I knew he was full of shit was when he makes something and he's putting on the show like, oh, man. Oh, my God. That's so lucky, fake. lucky shot. I can't believe I made it. Like, <laughs> oh, my God. And I was like, oh, he's playing him. Right. And then, and then, so that's what's interesting. He's very clearly playing him. Right. And then Paul Newman, like, does his, his best... Um, Larry David impersonation is basically like, <laughs> are you a hustler? Huh? What do you mean? Are you a hustler? He's like staring him down. Like, mm? <laughs> and then in, in, any logical person would be like, okay, we're done here. But but it's old fucking fast Eddie's back. And yeah. he's just like double or nothing again. Yeah, Let's he go. keeps I, doubling down, even though he knows this kid's hustling yeah. him. And Actually, like, I think that was one of the best parts in the movie yes. was him going back down the rabbit hole and just getting his ass handed to him. And you're like, oh, here we are again. And then that followed by the sort of like breakup of the trio, which I g- genuinely did not see coming. I right. sincerely thought like these people are rolling together for the whole movie. Um, done really well. In fact, I even mentioned to you like th- there's this uh, scene like there's this sort of totem of this uh, pool stick that that. Paul Newman has gifted to Tom Cruise that is carrying it around the whole movie. And then there's this really powerful scene where like they're basically just straight up breaking up and having an argument on the stairs and, and giving each handing each other money back and forth. Like, no, like, come with us. No, no you I take won't. this money. No, you take this money. Yeah. And uh, Tom Cruise just literally has like a tantrum <laughs> on the steps and grabs this pool cue thing that's in a case and just starts banging it on the ground and kicking it around. Throws it down the stairs. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he like rips the banister off the wall. It's like literally <laughs> like the handrail just comes off wood splintering and shit. And I, I, I have to look it up. I have no idea. Maybe I'll, I'll I was trying to find right if it was like a, a an accident, but I couldn't find anything couldn't on find it. it. But it uh, looked like an accident. To me, it looked like one of those things that just accidentally happened in a take and then they used the take. Right. I mean, maybe I don't because to me, it's like, what are you resetting the, the, the handrail every time? <laughs> maybe. I don't know. Splintering I mean, and shattering? Like, Maybe. And it was uh, yeah that that scene was great and it was right on the heels of the you know the hustler uh, the Forrest Whitaker scene and the great thing is that uh, there's a moment there when it's like it almost breaks the reality because Forrest Whitaker's just you know hustled him and he's kind of stuck the knife in him at the end and then Paul Newman goes over to the wall and he's a, and he's just putting his coat on and then the camera like is above him and then like zooms down to his level just like right on his face and then he just starts like almost crying but not quite and then he starts detailing you should have known you should have seen it you should have seen when he was hitting all those breaks you should have seen when he was saying this and saying that and he was like he's just saying it to himself and he's almost crying every time and then he just doesn't he doesn't let it happen and you're just like oh my god what what's gonna happen is he gonna is he gonna weep is he gonna throw himself in is he gonna hang himself i mean what's going i mean it's it's just a really nice moment of like everything he's been sort of building up in his mind about what this trip means to him what mentoring mm-hmm. vince means to him it's all just kind of crushed down on his head and he's like yeah it all, like literally the entire plot of the movie crumbles in that one scene and it's just right. like oh okay i guess we're we're going somewhere else now like yes 
which is great. I mean, again, you don't see it coming, and, and in the mm-hmm. best movies, that's that's great when it's like, oh, shit, the characters took us a place we couldn't have predicted. And even like Tom Cruise, one of the things I really like about his character is that he adamantly refuses to change, and then just when you've been like sort of lulled into a false sense of security, it's like, well, this guy, he's never going to lose on purpose. So when he loses at the end, you're like, oh, well, fuck. I mean, Paul Newman must have got him. That's Fast Eddie's right. back. Right. And then to be real, I mean, you're sort of hustled as well because it's like, oh, shit, yes. Tom Cruise finally learned. <laughs> is that a good thing? I mean, does that, you know, that's sort right. of... Right, well, what's, yeah, what's so interesting is the first half of the movie, you're so frustrated that he won't take this advice. And then when he does, you're bamboozled. That <laughs> mad at him for doing it. So right. it's like... I mean, it, 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 it kind of goes either way. Yeah, you've sort of robbed him of what made him sort of, you know, he was naive and stupid, but at the same mm-hmm. time, it's like, well, wasn't that sort of why were you, I mean, either you like him or you don't, I guess, and this is, is he a better person for having now learned how to cheat and, you know, subvert the rules? I don't know. I, I, I think what you're saying is true. It's like, it's a weird ending because it plays it like a happy ending, but it's like, well, kind of everybody's ruined. Now everybody's, you know, right. back where, you know, he's, Fast Eddie's back where he started. And But the weird thing is, is it still somehow an uplifting ending because to really? me what, I don't I don't feel that way at all I mean I, I, I'm curious to see why you think that well because part of it is the because I always ask myself uh, you know after the first time I saw it it's like why don't they show at least you know the the last game I mean I understand part of like well all the you know what's had to be said is said and now this is just window dressing but one of the things I like is like he could get his ass kicked by Tom Cruise and just, you know, he could have gone into his hotel room and shot himself. You know what I mean? It's like <laughs> Lady or the Tiger. This could be like the last happy moment that he had before he just descended into depravity. You know what I mean? It's like the movie is ending on the best possible moment for him. This is the last time he's going to be this happy because he's just going down this rabbit hole. It's interesting. It doesn't read to me like a happy moment at all. Like I understand he's happy in the scene. Right. Uh, you know. But I, to me, he's like happy, like a drunk's happy. You know, it's 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 like he's happy the way someone who you know pushes off on heroin for their last hit is happy. Like I, I, I do not share his joy. And maybe it's just the way I watch the movie, or yeah. maybe it's the way that the hustler is literally like still super fresh in my mind, right? In all its tragedy, yes. That, that that like there's not a lot of positivity there for me, and so I think it's 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 like really interesting that the movie plays it like it's cool, right? Because I don't, I I mean maybe I'm wrong, but just the intent I, no, to me doesn't seem that way. I don't think you're wrong, and I think because it's Scorsese, partly it might just be him like trying to pull one over on the studio. It's like. Oh, yeah, I gave you a happy ending. I mean, the music's blasting. He's got a big smile on his face. I mean, he freezes. One of the things that is great to me is, you know, he's he's bent over the pool table. He says, I'm back. Big smile on his face. You know, does his break, sits up, you know, kind of leans up, and then it freezes on his face for a while, his big smiling face. Right. And, I mean, you can read a lot into that moment. Obviously, you read a lot of, like, oh, this is that's too bad. <laughs> and I'm thinking, like, well, maybe it's, like, this is his, he's happy for now at least, but, you know, what comes after? But it well, is sort a- of that, like, it holds him forever in place. Now, that could just be him saying to the studio, hey, look, Fast Eddie is frozen in time. He is forever Fast Eddie. And it could just be him on the side snickering. <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> it it reminds me of a shot that's a few scenes earlier where um, when when he's already found out that Vince has thrown the game and basically pantsed him uh, and he's playing, he's back at the tournament. There's this very long shot of he's lining up like an eight ball shot. Uh, and then he's his reflections in the eight ball and he's like basically staring at himself. Right. And it just. 
that's when he forfeits the game and leaves. It's obviously like he's just looking himself. So it's interesting that that shot also kind of frozen on his face is so like droop down, droopy. Just pr- might as well have a tear coming down, like like the lowest moment. Right. And then this movie ends with him grinning like the Joker, like I'm back. You know, right. Uh, in a similar shot, both lining up. You know, the pool shot. Right. Um. Yeah. I don't know. I I, I don't know if there's any meaning there, but th- they certainly. Well, I mean, he puts me. it in slow motion. He's if yeah. if there's not meaning, he's putting a lot into a shot that doesn't mean much. So I think your instinct that it means something i think yes he's staring himself down and i think that looking into you know it's not a mistake that he's looking down the eight ball <laughs> you know what i right, mean right. so the thing i really liked about fast eddie in this movie and we didn't really discuss it but at the beginning of the movie he's sort of he's selling liquor to bars he's sort of a you know a, a fast talking salesman and he's selling liquor to bars and he seems content in this new life that he has uh, but then the more you sort of, you know, he goes down the road with Vince and the more he sort of, you know, talks about his past and things like that, the more you're like, oh, he's sort of like old man Skywalker. He's sort of bitter. <laughs> right. Um, and I like that one of the things that happens is after he gets hustled by Forrest Whitaker, one of the things he does is he goes back, starts like focusing on the basics, like, okay, hit the ball into the side pocket hit this ball into the you know just lines up the the balls and and slowly hits them he also gets his eyes checked and you know Longino was saying uh oh was the whole problem all along was his eyes and i'm like no i don't think so i think it's just a symbol of submitting to age which i had again i hadn't thought of it in those terms but it's just like it's an interesting like oh up till now he's still trying to feel like young and vital and he's trying to recapture that like fast eddie feeling and this is the first time he's like okay i'm a different person now i have to go about things differently here's some interesting thoughts i have uh, about the movie like one is that fast eddie and the hustler what's his problem he doesn't know when to stop he he can't let go and and really to me here's the key line or she scott throughout the whole movie basically says like are you a winner or a loser? Right. And my take on Fast Eddie is Fast Eddie is a loser. Right. Like, that's <laughs> the moral of it, right? Like, the he seems like hot shit, and he's so great, but what do we see happen in The Hustler? He, lo- he can't fucking win the games. Uh, Fats has him dead to fucking rights with just a, a puffing up his his flower, putting on some dander. Like <laughs> Fast Eddie's a dead man. Like <laughs> yes, he has talent. His talent is 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 pristine. His character is a loser. Right. Like he he that's his problem. He learns that lesson and basically repents. And the only time he can win a game is is when he's lost everything, and it doesn't actually matter to him. Right. So that's not really winning because he's not even there to win. Right. What's interesting, if you look at Color of Money, he he identifies Tom Cruise. This man's got it. Same talent. Right. I would argue their talent is equal. What's Tom Cruise' problem in the Color of Money? He's too good. Like, <laughs> he can't lose a game. Like, what? like this man is unbeatable. I don't think I saw him lose once that he didn't throw. Right. And and what's Fast Eddie doing? Oh, I'm going to teach you the tricks of the trade. And he's trying to turn Tom Cruise into Fast Eddie. Right. He's trying to bring him down yeah. to his level. Because his, his goal is not to help Tom Cruise. His goal is to relive his glory days. Right. And because he's doing it through Tom Cruise, like by proxy. Yeah. He's putting on him. No, you got to be like me. You got to be like me. No, you got to be like me. Right. And Tom Cruise, 
doesn't want to. Because <laughs> believe it or not, Tom Cruise in The Color of Money is not a loser. Right. He's a winner. <laughs> Obnoxiously so. Like, he's a cocky piece of shit, but he is a winner. He cannot right. help but win. By the end of the movie, Fast Eddie's the same fucking loser he's always been because he's chasing. He doesn't know when to let go. Right. He doesn't know when to give up. Like, Tom Cruise might as well be Minnesota Fats. Like, <laughs> chasing the dragon. No, I'm going to get him. He thinks he got him. Oh, he threw it. He didn't get him. And then what's he saying at the end of the movie? Yeah, I'm going to beat you right now. And if I don't beat you here, I'm going to beat you there. And if I don't beat you there, I'm going to beat you in the next town. And I'll, like, what? Like, he's never letting this go. Like, I love that. I, Honestly, I love that interpretation. I think you, you're, you're selling me. I love it. I'm back, and the I'm back is the loser is back. Like that's right. that's how I see it. That's I, I love that. I love that interpretation. I think that's great. I'm glad that I'm glad I watched it with you so I could get that. But that's one of the things Scorsese does that for me like constantly. Most of his movies you can look at, even the ones I dislike. I mean, I don't like After Hours, but there's stuff in that where you're like, hmm, that's an interesting thought. I wonder why he did. You know, stuff like that. Sure. So. I, I always love watching well, a Scorsese film. To me, I, the reason I'm picking up on that, and maybe, maybe I'm wrong, I don't know. This is just sort of my read. If you watch something like, say, Taxi Driver, <laughs> there are people that can walk away from Taxi Driver thinking, like, he saved the day and he's a hero. Right. right? Like, like, it plays like that, kind yes, of. Yes, for sure. It doesn't mean that. Like, <laughs> And so, to me, I, you know, I, obviously this isn't, we're not in like a drugged out, hazy Sybil Shepherd tech cab ride that may or may not be real. I, I would argue the end of, of The Color of Money is actually happening. But that's what I mean by like, like Martin Scorsese can, can portray something one way and sort of mean something else with it. Yes, for that's sure. That's kind of what I'm picking up on. Well, that, and yeah, and that's, uh, yeah, I think that's part of the, the, the great thing about the movie. And that's why I feel like this is a great sort of pairing, you know, these two movies together. They both have something interesting to say. And yeah, I love that. I'm, I'm with you. I'm, you're, you're, you're awesome. convincing me. <laughs> <laughs> because it, and it's interesting that it's an 80s film because something, you know, Tom Cruise is in, say, Top Gun. Right. Top Gun's the opposite of that. Top, you know, most 80s movies are like, isn't this guy amazing? Right. What's interesting is The Color of Money has that feeling, like, aren't these guys amazing? Right. That they're scumbags in a pool hall, <laughs> <laughs> arguing over hundreds of dollars, and he's leaving this woman by the wayside that obviously respects and loves him, like... It, it, they don't they it's it's weird it's like the soundtrack and the acting is like they're heroes but they're not yeah it's like you got like eric clapton and don henley in the background and <laughs> right. willie dixon and all these like real 80s like staples and it's the sound is an 80s film and even i think you're right i think that ending there is sort of a, a feeling that they're evoking that's almost like a veneer it's not it's not necessarily yes. what the movie is saying it's just like well we put up a uh you know uh uh catchy tune at the end you know it feels good right so it must be a right. happy ending and it's almost i don't know i mean i don't know if he's he went this deep diving as far as theme goes but it might be like oh man isn't this happy aren't 80s movies so happy fuck you <laughs> <laughs> this is scumbag city and you're all a bunch of scumbags right. for cheering well, fuck if you. you think about it scorsese is a director of the 70s yes the 70s was about like hey man life sucks take a good long look <laughs> And then the 80s was all about, yeah, man, yeah, we're the best. Right. You know, and it's, so it's like, it's interesting that Scorsese is doing a like, yeah, we're the best. <laughs> but maybe not really for those that 
can pick up on this, yeah. but I'm still going to cash a check from the studio because most people won't understand. I mean, maybe he was so coked out he didn't know the difference. That's always That's possible, true. too, because, you know, there were, you know, cocaine's I, I mean, a hell of a drug. <laughs> I could be bringing a lot to this. I don't know. You know but that's what makes it good is you yeah. can bring stuff to it. I love that. Definitely. Well, it's 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 ambiguous enough where you can honestly probably pick which way you want it to go. Right. I, I'm curious. I wonder if someone watched this and, and was like, fuck, yeah, color of money. These guys are awesome. I, I I'm I don't know yet if if that's an incorrect interpretation or not. Like I, I think it's open to both of those. Right. Well, I mean, what's the best that they can hope for, really? I mean, even if it is a happy end, it's like, hey, we're going to spend the rest of our lives on the road playing pool. Maybe we win some money. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> right, this is where we started, I guess. Just you know, scratching on out a living, trying to you know trick people. It's it's interesting that uh, now that I'm thinking about it, Goodfellas has a similar sort of vibe at the end. Where mm. if you think about Goodfellas, right, like, that that definitely romanticizes and is like, oh, look how sexy and awesome being a gangster <laughs> is. And then right. there's sort of this inevitable downfall, like you pay the price for it. And then the very end of the movie, he's picking up a paper and he's basically like. You know, this is great and all, but like, man, I wish I was back doing that shit. <laughs> it's not dissimilar to like, I'm back. You know, right, it's kind true. of the same thing. Cool. Well, I, this is uh, this has worked out for me. I've been proven right twice. This is great. Yeah, no, <laughs> it, it's awesome that. But you're, everything you said is correct. Uh, thank you, John. You're welcome. The, I I think the first film is is probably better. I mean, I'll be honest. Like, it, that oh, yeah. was a fantastic movie. This was a very good movie that I think and and and. Both gave me a lot to sit with, to think about, to reflect on. They're very deep, interesting movies with a very interesting character. Uh, I really appreciate you showing me these. Thank you. Well, you're welcome. Now tag your it. Go find us something that oh, I haven't okay. seen. All right. Well, if you, the audience, have enjoyed this little uh, experiment of ours, the catch-up, then write us at holduppodcast at gmail.com. You can uh, let us know how we did. You can also go to holduppodcast.com to check out all our other episodes, the normal ones where we pick uh, less prestigious films and uh, wade through them. Thank you for listening, everybody. And until next time, if you're too old to cut the mustard, you can lick the jar. Hey. 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 Hey.